unless and until you've been to the grassroots, you cannot uh, talk about or design for anything uh, sitting in your uh, offices. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode eight of Sustainability Simplified, your bi-monthly dose of how to seamlessly build an action-oriented, sustainable, and profitable business. I am your host, Zitin, and in today's episode. You can expect a wealth of knowledge coming in from someone who has been in the space of design, particularly interacting closely with artisans since three long decades. Well, that means that she basically started working the year that I was born in. Isn't that crazy? I am in conversation with Professor Varsha Gupta, who teaches students of the Master of Design course at India's premier design institute, National Institute of Fashion Technology. That's NIFT. New Delhi. By the way, this is the concluding episode of the three-part series where our focus has been on sustainable livelihood building of artisans in India. Welcome, Professor Gupta. It's an absolute honor to have you. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. And yes, of course, being here, it, it's making me feel even better. Nice to be here. That's amazing. That's that's so amazing. Um, I would actually um. Like to begin by asking you to share a little bit about yourself and the amazing journey that you had over the past thirty years. You know, I'm wondering why you are asking me only thirty years since you've already said <laughs> that <laughs> you were you were born when I started my career. So um, yes. never mind. <laughs> so I did my uh, MSc Textiles and Clothing. And then uh, be it from Lady Irwin College, that's Delhi University. Right. Uh, joined the apparel and textile industry and worked there in the areas of uh, textile design and fabric development arena. Great. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Thoroughly enjoyed. Got into academics a little early uh, in my career and uh, have been there. So I joined in 1994. So in there since then. That's amazing. Uh, completed my PhD in NIFT uh, in uh, 2009. Uh, I joined in 2009 and completed in 2014. Brilliant. And uh, in my study, I used uh, mathematical modeling to create a model wherein the excess clothing of urban households go to the rural household, uh, rural clusters and come back to the urban households as recycled and value added products brilliant so that is that is my uh, academic work that i have done uh, with respect to career i joined uh, apart from working in the industry for some time and then i joined nift in 1995 and have taught in multiple departments in nift we have departments which uh, are uh, leather design, knitwear design, fashion design, and many other uh, technology-related departments. So, I uh, currently I'm a faculty in the Master of Design department, which is a two-year postgraduate uh, program. Uh, I also head a very interesting project these days, which is for creating a digital platform for craft-based and rural products. And uh, this is a this particular project is a joint initiative with the Ministry of uh, Electronics and Information Technology, that's METI, uh, along with NIFT. I actually enjoy, uh, rather love my work at NIFT. My dream is to have my own startup. That's brilliant. Maybe my retirement. Yeah, that's that's about me. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That really has been an amazing journey. Um, 
you know, over the past yes. so many years. <laughs> I won't now give it a number. <laughs> um, I also want you to kind of, you know, elaborate a little bit and tell our listeners more about what really got you interested and motivated to, you know, work in the design, you know, space, which is such a dynamic space. Yeah, so it is really a dynamic space. My journey has been uh, going from one side to the other as I think it happens with everybody, but right. uh, with respect to my uh, teaching career, so I started my, uh, I started teaching in the garment manufacturing area and was teaching very uh, technical kind of subjects. Uh, however, over a period of time, uh, my interest in the sustainability uh, related uh, areas made me take up subjects which uh, lead to system design and design thinking. Brilliant. And uh, since I'm a part of the Master of Design uh, program, it uh, makes me interact with and learn from a lot of students who come from uh, varied backgrounds. Because in Masters, we allow uh, students to come from any kind of uh, graduation. I think this uh, helped me move beyond boundaries, work and think beyond boundaries of the existing mundane or the typical areas uh, of design or technology or sciences that have been there. And I started teaching subjects like uh, design research, craft studies, sustainability, and uh, uh, related subjects. Uh, so I think interaction with students for the projects that I mentor, they open up a very uh, wide spectrum of areas of design. And uh, of course, with every project uh, more intriguing, intriguing than the other, the, you know the motivation levels are always high so uh, these are these are uh, if i look at my uh, teaching career now uh, i i have moved from multiple departments i have done i have taught uh, a different kind of students uh, in uh, different areas but i think uh, uh, the most important uh, which uh, really uh, kept me motivated is my interest and my work towards uh, sustainability related areas. And now I deal a lot with uh, areas that are sustainability related. These could be principles of design, uh, sustainable design, design uh, pillars of sustainability, or uh, even complete sustainable systems. I personally feel uh, that areas uh, like these are not really to be studied alone. These are lifestyles. We need to live uh, this and not just, uh, you know, study these. So being an Indian, I think it is not difficult for us at all. I feel that we Indians are brought up in a manner that we don't need to be taught uh, sustainability. We, uh, you know, I always take, the, take a few examples and I feel that if I go back to my uh, nani, dadi house, I don't think we have uh, seen things like dustbins or, uh, you know, uh, we never had a dustbin in the house. The only thing that I remember was a bricked cemented kind of structure, which was outside the house. And um, all that it was used was for uh, maybe uh, putting uh, kitchen waste, which was just like fruits and vegetable peels, etc. And that also would get cleaned up by the cattle or the goat, which was roaming around. And uh, there was nothing thrown. Right. So uh, I think if if one looks at uh, areas which uh, you believe in, <laughs> right. uh, I think motivation always 
is there right. so that is that is my biggest motivation that's quite amazing and um, the the part where you spoke about you know how it's very kind of ingrained in our indian society or upbringing um, and it's very easy for us as indians to actually practice sustainability and in many ways we do practice it yeah. um and i've spoken about it you know time and again um yeah even uh, even if you look at uh, uh, our uh, you know clusters the handloom and handicraft uh, craft clusters especially in the villages right uh do you think do you think they need to even be taught about sustainability <laughs> i think they live the most sustainable lifestyle exactly they'll be able to teach us yeah 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 absolutely absolutely um i think um that's what makes design such a dynamic as you mentioned uh, you know dynamic and exciting space um absolutely. you know particularly handicrafts handlooms uh, it's quite 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 exciting in fact for me at least i find it very very exciting so uh, yeah like for our listeners by the way just wanted to also say that you know the first time by the way when i interacted was uh, with professor gupta was you know through a friend surbhi uh, who i had met you know on a group trip that we went together on and this conversation with professor gupta happened in september last year uh, 2020 and it's been a great association with ma'am since then in fact a few of her students you know have also uh, been interns with us and are still uh, you know interns with next malco and i'm so grateful to you ma'am for that um so uh, you know back to our next question um i also wanted to ask you uh, now that you've you know shared more about your journey and your motivation what has been the most enjoyable part about teaching for you and you did touch upon it kind of briefly in your previous answer uh because a lot of times you know people do talk about the fact that you know our syllabus tends to be of, often be theoretical uh what perhaps are those practical or on ground experiences maybe that you feel that makes the process let's say more relevant or holistic in the teaching uh, you know domain yeah so uh, thanks itin and uh, likewise before i come to the question let me also tell you that uh, pleasure of getting connected to you has been mine equal <laughs> and probably more probably more uh, you know uh, so uh, let me use this platform to tell uh, uh, you also that i was myself looking for bringing in someone from the industry who could talk to the students about the practical aspects and application of some of the sustainability uh, principles and i left this message to some of our alumni group and everything and that's how uh, got connected to you through surbi uh and uh, yeah uh, i think that is something that i have enjoyed uh, having you interact with the students and i can assure you the feeling has been mutual from uh, their side as well thank you so much yeah so that has that has been real real pleasure uh coming uh, to your question about uh, the uh, theoretical or uh, practical uh, concept so uh you know fortunately i uh, i have uh, taught for uh, my major uh, academic career uh, at nift and uh, at nift we really take pride uh, in our curriculum the curriculum is uh, actually revised uh, regularly and when it is revised uh, experts are called uh, from all walks so uh, you know and they get involved in the process right so uh, it it kind of ensures that it fits 
the future requirements of the industry as well as the planet right uh, apart from that there are a number of windows uh, in the curriculum that makes the whole course delivery very practical and non bookish right so uh, students are exposed and uh, uh, to uh, interacting with the uh, industry professionals and they get to work in the industry on a very regular basis so we have uh, industry internship opportunity we have guided projects uh, projects as opportunity where they uh, get to work and some of the students have worked with you which you have uh, seen that uh, that is a that is within the uh, curriculum itself so they get to uh, meet meet or uh, interact with the industry professionals right in between uh, their program and uh, in in fact there is a very uh, good system that we have at nift which is called uh, faculty attachment uh, so this is uh, uh, what happens is that uh, you know over a period of time when the faculty is working at nift and do not get uh, a good exposure of the industry so obviously to ensure that uh, the faculty uh, oneself does not become bookish we are allowed to go or rather we are forced to go to the industry do a faculty attachment of a shorter duration and actually work in the industry during that time so we are given off from the college to be able to work in the industry and get uh, exposures ourselves and obviously that that's pretty interesting absolutely that helps in your course delivery uh, tremendously yeah so i i think i think that is one area uh, which helps us ensure that uh, things are not only bookish but uh, more practical and industry oriented applied industry oriented yeah right right that was pretty interesting i didn't know about the faculty attachment thing that's <laughs> that's quite nice yeah yeah that's quite nice um so shifting gears a little bit uh, since everybody's talking about this whole uh, global pandemic i thought let me just ask you something around that as well um so yeah. how would you say the pandemic has impacted your work and perhaps also the collaborations that you may have with artisans across the country i remember the online training that i had conducted on the topic craft personship to entrepreneurship you know which you kindly invited me for uh, which was online this time uh, with you know artisans across the country and with my internet issues i know how hard it was at my end i can't even imagine how difficult it must have been for all the artisans based you know in remote parts of india could you also shed some light perhaps on maybe some of those challenges that have been faced both by you as well as the handicraft or handloom sector in general considering these very uncertain times uh okay so uh, yes i i would agree there that the pandemic has definitely impacted things uh, and the way uh, we worked i would not say that uh, you know it did not impact but uh, i think i would look at it more positively and uh, uh because it has opened uh, doors for a lot of new possibilities so right for, for us like if you look at uh, our uh, work uh, work wise in terms of teaching we did everything so even the admissions new admissions happened all the classes happened including all the practical components and as you uh, rightly mentioned the craft awareness workshop happened so we were able to do we were able to actually accomplish Uh, everything you know i will say that we managed some pretty well and some maybe not so well but i think now if you look at look back and think about it we feel that uh, uh, the learning outcomes for the students were still 
managed pretty well you know the students from the uh, point of view of the students i would definitely say that uh, the typical uh, campus atmosphere and that all the uh, you know uh, buzz around the campus that i'm sure the students would have definitely missed right but uh, that is something that uh, you know none nobody could have, uh, uh, actually do uh, anything like for example uh, we even had the orientation program so we did a virtual campus tour for the students who were coming in new but uh, at the same time obviously a virtual tour is not the actual tour right right so there are, there are things that you can't uh, do but then i i i guess it was whatever we could do with the best uh, you know to the best of our uh, abilities uh, so coming to the craft uh, related activities uh, as you uh, said that uh, we uh, were required to do a craft awareness program because we have a subject which is the craft studies which is in our case in our program it is clubbed with uh, the sustainability uh, area but uh, in that particular subject we do a craft awareness workshop which is for the artisans of the clusters where students go and uh, study the complete system from a sustainability perspective so when uh, when we uh, planned to do this craft awareness workshop we right. thought that probably we've been able to accomplish everything but this particular workshop i think we'll not be able to do so everybody was looking and you know we did a lot of brainstorming and then finally students also were very enthusiastic they said ma'am let's give it a try and uh, i think everybody pitched in and uh, we managed and uh, in fact it was uh, super exciting uh, not only for the artisans but more than artisans their families you know it in in some cases uh, students actually carried their phones where uh, because this was a time when uh, the travel there, there were complete restrictions and uh, no public transport was there and people were not allowed to travel too much so uh, some of the students who could actually travel by their own vehicles they actually went to these clusters right and they uh, the some of the artisans who could not even understand the usage of a smartphone forget about going on to the google meet or the zoom link the students actually taught their kids and that was i think an amazing journey for not the artisan but their families and the whole family got involved brilliant and uh, in fact if i compare it with last year last year when these artisans had come physically only the artisan could come right. or maybe one member of the family maximum accompanied them but now because it happened online you know you had the whole family enjoying and uh, kind of participating in some form or the other on the um, uh, online uh, link so i think that was something which made us think that there are loads of possibilities artisans are ready to learn they had no inhibitions with respect to what is the kind of technology that we were bringing in there were initial hiccups definitely uh, i'll not deny that but after every session including yours as i was saying uh, the artisans uh, they ended up saying that ma'am when do we have this kind of thing next right. so i think that speaks a lot yeah uh, these these uh, uh, artisans they are ready to learn 
they are super excited you know they always are open to ideas right so i think that was a that was an amazing journey absolutely so the pandemic did cause some troubles but then i'm sure uh, you know you have to make the best of it absolutely i love that optimistic and positive attitude yes. i fondly remember some of the family members getting very very super involved during the you know uh, workshop that i had hosted so it was a it was really interesting to like you know um see all of them also working so i remember khatri ji and his um, you know punjabi jutis and all his family members been like okay this is how you do it and oh okay there's whatsapp business okay this is this is what goes there and that, there and this and that and that was pretty interesting and um, there were a couple of other artisans and their family members as well uh, you know joining the whole yeah um, workshop which was as you said quite fantastic and quite brilliant in terms of like just you know looking at opportunities and uh, possibilities out there great so moving on from possibilities to uh, potential um, any advice that you'd like to give to listeners who potentially might want to kind of explore the space uh, whether it is as a teacher or starting their own enterprise or just working in this sector what would you like to say okay so i think uh, you know one one uh, small advice for uh, everybody there are loads and loads of opportunities that are available right but starting at the base to get a good foundation and getting your hands dirty is i think the key to success absolutely so if you do not work at the at the base then uh, do not expect to grow fast yeah right right absolutely that's also something that um, malvika briefly touched, touched upon um, i spoke to her two episodes ago uh, on the same in the part of the same series okay uh, she runs the indian craft hunt so i think uh, i do think that that's actually uh, useful advice for any person in possibly any sector but definitely in the handicraft and handloom sector it's absolutely paramount yeah because because unless and until you've been to the grassroots you cannot uh, talk about or design for anything correct uh, sitting in your uh, offices uh, and homes yeah so that is something which you need to work absolutely absolutely ma'am thank you so much for that um lastly how could you know our listeners reach out to you if they wish to know more about the space so they could write to me my uh, email is varsha.gupta@nif.ac.in or uh, you could reach out to me on my linkedin uh, i access my email every day so yes i'll be happy to help great thank you so so much professor gupta for your time uh, to begin with your work of course is an inspiration for me apart from the fact that you're such a wonderful person and so optimistic i am pretty certain that the conversation will motivate many many people to explore the space of handicrafts and handlooms while empowering artisans thank you once again uh, take care bye bye thank you thank you zitin thanks a ton thank you ma'am yeah bye 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 thank you so much for listening and that brings our three part series on sustainable livelihood building of artisans in india to an end i hope you liked it also if you like this podcast feel free to share it in your network my one takeaway from this episode was the world of possibilities is endless we need to though get our hands dirty in order to make our experiences more enriching and authentic 
I would love to hear your key takeaway from today. Do share it with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You will find me there on at the rate Zitin Munshi. That's at the rate Z I T I N M U N S H I. Also, do get in touch with us at Next Mile Co. if you'd like to explore how your business can dial up the sustainability quotient profitably. You will find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram on at the rate Next Mile Co. That's at the rate N E X T M I L E C O. Until next time.